Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 236 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking all about the New England Patriots' offensive struggles so far this season. After falling to the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football, the New England Patriots are 6-6 six and six on the season, and the problem has been the offense not being able to keep up with the opposing team is scoring. Think about this mind-blowing stat. The Patriots have yet to win a game this year where their opponents score more than 20 points. The games they win are either low-scoring games like the two games versus the Jets where the Pats won 22-17 and 10-3 or lopsided victories versus the Lions 29-0 and the Cleveland Browns 38-15. The closest they've come to winning a close high-scoring game was against the Vikings on Thanksgiving, but they still lost that one 33-20. The Pats have a good defense, but they're not going to be able to hold teams like Buffalo or Minnesota with good quarterbacks and no lack of talent to less than 20 points. If the Patriots are ever going to be contenders, let alone a playoff team, at some point they are going to need to win a shootout type football game. The Patriots offense has taken a drastic step down from last season. The Patriots are 20th in the NFL in scoring with just under 21 one points per game. Last year, they were 7th with over 26.2 and how about this? Of the three teams ahead of them in the division, two of them, the Dolphins and Bills, are in the top 10 in scoring. One of the biggest problems for this Patriots team has been scoring in the red zone. They convert only 37% of the time. That's 31st in the league. Last year, they ranked 7th at 63%. On third down, they convert only 36 percent of the time. That's 27th in the league. Last year, that number was 43 percent. Seventh in the NFL. The rushing numbers are down. This season, the team is averaging just under 105 rushing yards a game. That's 23rd best in the league. Last year, the number was 124 and was eighth best. And you guessed it, the passing numbers have also taken a nosedive. The Patriots averaged 204 passing yards a game. That's 21st in the NFL. Last year, they averaged 226 and 14th best in the league. Every significant offensive number is down from last year, and that's why we are where we are when it comes to this team. They were a top 10 offense, top 7 offense last year. This year, they are a bottom 20 offensive football team. And you can't win in today's NFL being that way. There are too many good offensive teams. Your defense has to play nearly perfect for you to win games. Most people, especially Patriots fans, are putting the majority of the blame on play caller Matt Patricia, and I agree with that. This isn't Mac Jones's fault, but I still have doubts that Mac Jones is the right quarterback to lead this organization moving forward. I don't look at Mac Jones as a guy who makes his teammates better, and those are the type of people I want to be the quarterback of my football team. Is Mac Jones in the best situation right now to win football games? Absolutely not. But I also believe in this idea that the best quarterbacks in the league overcome those obstacles and end up winning football games no matter what. I also find it really interesting that last season all the talk was Mac Jones is entering the perfect situation. He's being coached by Bill Belichick. Most rookie quarterbacks are not given this type of opportunity to be on a winning team. And 
now that it's in his second year and it's soured, it's not his fault. I mean, the circumstances change because the play callers change, but he still has Bill Belichick as his head coach. There are a lot of young quarterbacks in this league that would gladly switch places with Mac Jones. I think Trevor Lawrence would still switch places with Mac Jones. I think Justin Fields would still switch places with Mac Jones. I think the Patriots are still a good place to be if you want to be a young quarterback in this league. So while I agree with a lot of people that the Patriots have not done the best to put Jones in a great opportunity to win games, I also believe that he's not in the worst situation in the NFL when it comes to young quarterbacks. And I just feel like if right now you're not going to blame Mac Jones at all for the team losing, then don't give him any of the credit if they turn it around and start winning. We can all also agree that he doesn't have the best weapons when it comes to wide receivers. There are some guys who have put up some numbers in the past, like Devontae Parker or Nelson Aguilar, but they are not consistent from game to game. Then you have Kendrick Bourne, who has been in the doghouse all year long. And then you have Jacoby Myers, who is this team's best wide receiver, but really in reality should probably be the third best receiver on a winning football team. It's evident watching these last two football games that the Patriots are losing to opponents that have great playmaking wide receivers like Justin Jefferson on the Vikings and Stephon Diggs on the Bills. And the Patriots are without those type of playmakers and they've had that in the past. They had Julian Edelman. They had Rob Gronkowski. They had Randy Moss. They used to have elite playmakers and right now for whatever reason their guys are not making plays. Even their tight ends that they spent a boatload of money on are not consistently making plays. One week Hunter Henry looks like he's back. The next week you can't even tell he's on the team. The same with Jonu Smith. One of the few bright spots of the Patriots offense this season has been running back Ramondre Stevens and he has become a dual threat. It's just in today's NFL you can't be relying on a running back that much and be successful. The team is too one-dimensional. Teams are clearly expecting them to run the ball. Moving forward, he should be used a lot, but not the main focus of your offense. I don't think you can win in today's NFL with a running back being your best player, no matter how good he is. Because one of the reasons is, we don't know how long he's going to be this good. The shelf life of a great running back could be either two to three years or five to seven. You can't rely on Ramondre Stevenson moving forward. I think that's why some people aren't really excited about the future of the Patriots because there's so much doubt in that future. Now we're doubting the future of Matt Jones. Ramondre Stevenson is great right now, but we don't know what he'll be in four years and we don't know if the Patriots are even going to willing to pay him in four years. There is not one player on the New England Patriots that you can count on in the next three years to even be on the team. Jacoby Myers has an upcoming free agency. Are the Patriots going to pay Jacoby Myers? Are they going to view him as somebody they can easily replace? The Patriots used to have foundational members of their offense. You had Tom Brady, you had Edelman, you had Danny Amendola, you had guys who you knew were going to be there most years. They were going to take a pay cut to stay there. Does anyone think Jacoby Myers is going to take a pay cut to remain a member of a 6-6 six and six football team? I don't think so. He's going to look to break the bank, and I don't know how the league views Jacoby Myers, but if he's offered any substantial 
substantial amount of money, he's probably going to walk because the Patriots used to be able to go to these guys and say, take this pay cut and you'll win a Super Bowl. Now, that's no longer the case. Thursday night was clearly an example of how these guys are frustrated. Mac Jones was yelling on the sidelines at one point after the game. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne was talking about how bad the team has been on third down. These guys are clearly, and more importantly, publicly making it known that they are upset with the direction of this Patriots offense, and that is something we have never seen from this team before. I do want to make this abundantly clear. People are talking about how they're 6-6 six and six and there's still a chance that they could make the postseason. I 100% do not care if the New England Patriots make the playoffs because I think finding out whether or not Mac Jones is your future at quarterback is more important than any one-and-done trip to the postseason. Mac Jones is backtracking and I want to see if bringing in a guy like Bill O'Brien to be your offensive coordinator is the answer to fix all your problems. I also want to see what Mac Jones would be like if I gave him an elite receiver. Would Mac Jones start putting up the numbers? Would he start to look like a franchise quarterback like Tua Tungavailoa? I don't know. We all want to see what Mac would be like if he had a Stephon Diggs or a Tyreek Hill. Would he look like one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? Or would he look like the guy who can't beat a team when they score 20 or more points? A lot of people are looking at what's going on with Tua and Jalen Hurts and how they look like MVP candidates and they think that could be Mac Jones if you gave him the weapons they have. I'm not 100% convinced that's the case, but I would like the Patriots to go out this offseason, get him a clear number one top 10 receiver, and let's see what he's got. Because let's say you want to be fair and give him a pass for year two, and then year three you give him a real offensive coordinator, you give him a number one receiver, and then if it doesn't work, that has to be about him. Year three is going to be the year we find out if Mac Jones is the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots moving forward. And I'll add this, I'm not even sure Mac Jones wants to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Clearly he's frustrated. He's probably not happy how the benching went down in that Chicago game where Bailey Zappi was getting cheered by the crowd. I think those type of things matter when you're the quarterback. So as much as the Patriots might soon want to move on from Mac Jones, I could see a world where Mac Jones clearly wants to move on from the New England Patriots. And Patriots fans like myself have become accustomed to having the same guy play quarterback year after year, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you draft a first-round draft pick to play quarterback, and it doesn't work out for whatever reason. It's not a bad thing. It's how the rest of the league feels, and we're now getting a taste of that. It's rare to go from Joe Montana to Steve Young or Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Those things don't happen, or even Payne Manning to Andrew Luck. Those type of situations don't happen, and I don't think it's happening here. I don't think you moved on from Tom Brady and you brought in a future Hall of Famer. That's not how I view Mac Jones at this moment. Maybe it could change. Maybe I'm wrong about him. Maybe he's going to get that number one receiver and he's going to be a guy who can throw 35 to 40 touchdowns in a season. But to me, he doesn't look like that type of guy. I think his ceiling is being this type of guy who throws 20 touchdowns and throws eight interceptions a year. I don't view him as a guy who's going to put up great stats. And this Patriots defense as constituted is very good, but are not going to be able 
able to win games with a quarterback who can't put up great stats. I think they need that guy to throw 30 touchdowns. I think the team is dying for a quarterback who can bail you out of games and can make comebacks and can win against the Vikings or compete against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Being fair, I will say it is only year two of Mac Jones and I am willing to reevaluate after year three. Do I think he's been done wrong by the Patriots? Yes. But do I think he has been part of the problem? Absolutely. I do for a moment want to dissect further into what Mac Jones was yelling on the sidelines Thursday night. He was basically saying the Patriots should ditch the short game and try to throw the deep ball, which I think is a fascinating thing for Mac Jones of all people to say because we saw early on in the season when he was forcing balls to Devontae Parker, he was getting picked off. On paper, yes, the Patriots have Devontae Parker, they have Nelson Aguilar, they have wide receivers capable of big plays, but the question mark is Mac Jones, so I just find it kind of curious as to why he's the one saying they should be throwing the deep ball. It's almost like the coaching staff is more aware of his weaknesses than he is. There's this idea going back to last season when they lost to Tampa Bay that the Patriots have been handling Mac Jones with kid gloves, that they're not allowing him to take chances. I think they're not allowing him to take chances because they don't believe that the results are going to be what they want them to be. I don't think Mac Jones is great throwing the deep ball and I truly believe he may never will be. Think about who his best receiver has been these last two seasons, Jacoby Myers. He has been thriving off of the short game, so for him to want to ditch it and to throw the long game is really interesting and is not getting talked about enough. The other thing that really does bother me about Mac Jones and the offense overall these last two years is they have not been able to come back from a 10-point deficit. That is nothing in today's NFL. Think about the Chiefs for a minute. There is never a moment in any game where you feel that team is out of it. And I know that's an extreme example because they have Mahomes. But watching the Patriots when they are down or give up 20 points, which isn't a lot, you know automatically they are probably going to lose that football game. And I get it. I sound like a greedy Patriots fan because I had Tom Brady for two decades who was the master of the fourth quarter comeback. You want to see that from your young quarterback quarterback, not consistently, but for a moment. And right now, Mac Jones does not have one singular moment where you go, man, he took the Patriots back in a spot where it looked like they were doomed. That's what you need from your quarterback in today's NFL. And it needs to show up sooner rather than later, or you are going to give up on Mac Jones. And you should, if he's not capable of coming back in a game, then what's the point? You can't just be front runners. And I think that's what the Patriots have been this season. They have been front runners. If all it takes for your opponent to score 20 or more points for you to lose a football game, then that gives your defense no margin of error. I mean, think about it. I know I'm fixated on this, but the Patriots were never ever going to hold the Buffalo Bills to under 20 points on Thursday. They were never going to hold the Vikings to under 20 points on Thanksgiving. That's just not what these teams are in today's NFL. 
NFL, you're not going to be the 85 Bears. And basically, your offense has made it so that you have to be in order to win football games. And another reason why the Patriots don't mount comebacks anymore is because their best offensive weapon is a running back, Ramondre Stevenson. You cannot run the football when you're down by a lot in a football game because you're going to run out the clock by keep running the ball. You have to be able to throw the deep balls to get back into football games. It's the reason why the Patriots are a 6-6 six and six football team and can only beat on the bottom of the league. They cannot compete with the best teams in the league at this point in time. And if you're a Patriots fans like myself, then you know that during the dynasty run, they are a team that thrived on others' mistakes. And you see that when they play bad teams like the Lions or Browns and the Jets for that matter. I mean, they thrived off of the mistakes of Zach Wilson. They thrived off the mistakes of Jacoby Brissett and Jared Goff because those are not top-tier quarterbacks. Back in the day when you competed against the great quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, you had Tom Brady to combat that issue. You had a great quarterback. That's what the problem is with today's NFL. You need to have a really good to great quarterback to be able to compete. And right now, you can't say that Mac Jones is either of those things. I don't know he's really good, and I don't know if he'll ever be considered great. I've gotten this far about talking about the Patriots' offensive struggles without talking about their offensive line because I'm not an expert when it comes to football and when it comes to offensive line, but I do know their offensive line has been a mess. Mac Jones is getting sacked at a rate that's dangerous for a young quarterback. He's probably losing confidence. That's probably why he's committed more turnovers this season. It is bonkers that your offensive line is worse than last season, even though you spent a first-round draft pick in Cole Strange to upgrade your offensive line. And then you have Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown being called for flags left and right. And I'll admit that's another thing that is not Matt Jones's fault. It's one of the reasons he has struggled this year. But you know a young quarterback who has a bad offensive line? Joe Burrow. Yet Joe Burrow is still consistently Joe Burrow. And I know that's asking a lot for Mac Jones to turn into Joe Burrow. But that's kind of what the team needs. We don't need him to be the best player on the team. But I need Mac Jones to turn into a guy who can throw 25 to 30 touchdowns a year. And I don't think that's asking a whole lot in today's NFL. You need that type of quarterback. He doesn't need to be Mahomes. He just needs to become a guy who you can depend on to help you score touchdowns and right now he's not that guy and I don't know again if he ever will be that guy. After the success that Mac Jones had as a rookie I would have thought the game plan would have been that his three main targets continue to be Hunter Henry, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne because those are the three guys he had the most success with as a rookie. Two of those three guys have been almost nowhere to be seen almost all year long. Jacoby Myers has remained a factor, but Hunter Henry has not shown up week to week, and Kendrick Bourne barely plays. Kendrick Bourne is playing less than Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, the list goes on. They have not given Kendrick Bourne a chance, and maybe it's because he's been outspoken about the team's failures, but then I asked the question, why didn't you trade Kendrick Bourne at the deadline? And the other thing, everything Bourne has said about the offense has been true. It has not been pretty for the Patriots so far when it comes to the offense because you have one guy being your play caller 
and the guy running the offensive line in Matt Patricia, and it has, without a doubt, blown up in your face. The last thing I'll end on this, I don't see the Patriots offense getting any better this year. Next year has to be the year they have a revamped offense that looks like an NFL caliber offensive unit. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>